we appreciate you. We thank you for your holy word that heals us, that delivers us, that transforms us, Lord. This morning, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. You are the changer of destinies. Only you can change a person. Every other change will be very temporary. Permanent change is from the Holy Spirit. Total change and transformation. Father, that's what we are trusting you for this morning. That there will be real change, real help in the situation and circumstances of our lives. Come on, raise your voice and pray and ask God to minister to you this month as his word is coming. Ask him to reveal an area where you were deceived. Ask him to show you something that you didn't know. Ask him to help you this month. Come on, what is your expectation? What are you trusting God for? Never become familiar with the word of God. Never become familiar with church. God God always has something special for his children. Come on, let's call to him this morning. Father, we look to you. Father, we wait on you. We turn our eyes towards you. Oh, Jesus, minister to us this morning by your mighty Holy Spirit. Yes, Father. Holy Spirit, we look to you. We look to you. We wait on you. Yes, Lord, you are in our midst to heal, to turn lives around. You are in our midst. Come on, let's welcome the Holy Spirit, the mighty Holy Spirit. Him alone can change things. Him alone brings life. We welcome you, Holy Ghost. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Take your rightful place. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Give the Lord a shout of praise. You may please be seated in the house of the Lord. I welcome all of you to our live experience on ground. Amen. This morning is our communion service. What that means is that at the end of the service, please don't rush. We would like to partake of the communion together. Um, So I'm going to preach just for a few couple of minutes. Amen. I think we've already received quite a lot. Hey, God has spoken already in so many ways. Don't you think so? Through the message of Pastor Pumi, how many of you have enjoyed the offering message of Lady Pastor Pumi this morning. I mean, that was just such a blessing. I picked a number, of, a number of keys. One of the things that she mentioned was that, you know, people were, the husband of Elkanah was trying to comfort him. Yet, if she had allowed that comfort, she was going to remain childless. That, that, that is a very profound revelation. That sometimes you are looking for people to pity you. You are looking for people to feel sorry for you. But if God was to allow those people to feel sorry for you, that will be the end of you. So sometimes God removes all the comforters. God removes all the comforts. God makes the place very uncomfortable so that he can raise you to a higher dimension for the things that he has in store for you. I, I, I felt that was such a profound revelation. Praise the Lord. So we bless the name of the Lord for his word. Amen. 
We are blessed this morning to have a man of God in our midst, the Pastor Belebane. Where is he? Pastor Belebane. Come on, let's celebrate the man of God. Pastor Belebane from Zulu section. Man of God, you are welcome. We appreciate you. You are welcome, sir. We honor you. Amen. Thank you so much. And I see Mama Shabalala just next to him this morning. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I welcome all of you to the month of February. Some of you that are trusting that are trusting God for love. I want to prophesy. Hey. You are trusting God for lava, lava. May God visit you with love this man. In the name of Jesus. Love, love, love. Lerato. Etando. Take your seat. Some of you are not ready for love. Praise God. <laughs> Introduction to discipleship. The Lord gave us a word for 2024. And I know you might not be very, how can I say, maybe excited about it because you don't yet understand what it is. But as we start exploring it, oh, you will realize it is the key of life. Mm, praise the name of Jesus. Please come with me to the book of Matthew 28 verse 19. This was the Lord Jesus speaking himself. This is not one of his disciples. This is not one of the prophets. This is Jesus speaking. And the Lord said, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. So, the focus of Alive Bible Church in the year 2024 is discipleship. Now, I live in Ledak myself. I'm not from. There are, you know, sometimes you say that the pastor, he, the church is here, but he doesn't stay here. He stays in a nice place. But then he, hey, Kashan, Kashan, he's, he's, and then he comes to preach, and then he goes back to Kashan. And I don't have a problem with Kashan. If God gives me a house in Kashan, I will go to Kashan. I don't, I, I, I don't want you to think that. I, have a, I don't have a problem with Kashan. Amen. Let's just, let's just understand each other. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, sometimes we are disconnected from the people we are trying to help. Amen. It is very easy. I mean, I don't know those of you who know a country by the name of Libya. Libya was ruled by a person by the name of Gaddafi. Maybe you've heard about Gaddafi. Now, 
Gaddafi was ruling over Libya for many, many years. And Libya entered an, an embargo where Libya was not able to do business with any other country because of the economic, I mean, the political situation and how the, you know, the whole world felt that Libya was really breaking international laws and all of those things. So everybody cut themselves from Libya based on the instruction of America. So Libya was left by itself for many years. Nobody knew Libya. You couldn't travel there. They were doing their own things for many, many years. Just to give you a bit of background. However, then the embargo was lifted. So Libya started trading again with the rest of the world. Then we got to start seeing Libya because you couldn't even see them on TV. I mean, nobody was allowed to go there, basically. So we started seeing them again. Then there was what came about, I think, in the early 20s or late 90s, the Arab Spring. The Arab Spring was Arabic countries that rebelled against their leaders. And they didn't want their leaders anymore. It started in Egypt. Mahmoud, uh, no, not Mahmoud Abbas. There was another uh, in Egypt. It started in Egypt. Then it went to another country. Then it came to Libya. When, it, when that Arab Spring entered Libya, and the Libyan people started rebelling against Gaddafi, their main leader. Gaddafi was a very, very uh, notorious leader. His whole army, his personal army was made of women. They called themselves Amazons. Very dangerous women. Do you understand? Gaddafi was not protected by men. His whole army, his personal guard, very beautiful women, but very dangerous at the same time. Do you understand? <laughs> so, things went haywire. But in the midst of that situation, I was in a honeymoon with my wife when this thing started. And it's interesting because we're in February and I'm talking again about it was in February and we're in honeymoon and we're watching the news and Gaddafi was addressing his country men. And, and when I listened to Gaddafi speak, I told my wife, this man is detached from the country. I always remember his statement. He says, the youth rejoice, be happy. He didn't understand. These people are not happy. These people are not going to rejoice. These people are getting ready to remove you in power. It didn't even last a week. The rebellion increased and Gaddafi was taken out. So it is very possible to be in your house but to be detached from your own house. But you don't know what is happening in the house. Even though you are the one in charge of... Do you understand what I'm saying? You are, you are in the house, but you are detached. You, you do not know exactly what the house needs. You, you think that the house needs food only. It's very easy to be detached as a leader. Most leaders, then I just need to make a speech. If I make a good speech, people are happy, we are fine. Most parents, I just need to buy bread, I just need to make sure there's enough food in the fridge, I make sure DSTV is paid, 
I make sure this coffee is paid. I make sure all those small, small things are there. Then everybody is fine. And nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing could be further from the truth. You can be so detached from your little world that your little world has turned against you and you are not even aware of it. Hmm? May we be parents that are in touch, not detached, but in touch, in touch with everything that is going on. Everything that is going on. That's not my message. I'm just, I was trying to say to us that I live in Lidak. That's where I started. So, when I was living at Sun City, I was detached from the reality. I didn't know what people are going through. I didn't know the challenges that my members that were from Lidak were going through. Can I mean I'm in, in Sun City? No load shedding. Everything is always there. I don't have to pay transport. I walk to church. And I walk back. Everything is around me. Wow. So when my little members from Lidak, they complain about this, I think they don't love God. Just say, these people, they are lazy. They don't love God. I was detached. I was detached. It's very easy to be detached. Hmm. But God, God said to me, you know what? To pastor people better, you need to be where the people are. A shepherd must be where the sheep is. So that the shepherd can see the reality of the sheep. Jesus cannot save us from heaven. Now, I love you guys. Are you guys okay down there? What do you need? Okay, I'll send three angels to assist you. No. Jesus needed to come here. Walk the dusty streets of Jerusalem. Feel hunger in the stomach. Feel thirsty. Then he started knowing what people are going through. And then he was able to help us. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? So I'm trying to say, I know we don't have jobs. I know there's load shedding. I know some of us don't even have enough food. I know. I'm aware. As I'm coming with a talk on discipleship, I'm not detached. Ah, Muruti is bringing philosophy to us. He doesn't understand that we have real problems. You must talk about maybe financial improvement. Talk to us about transformational finances. But discipleship. Do I eat discipleship? No, I'm not detached. If you can give me your ears this month, a little bit, you will discover that that subject is the main thing you should care about. These are the last words of a dying man. When a person is about to die or when a person is about to go, 
the last thing they say are usually the most important things they wanted you to know. You think about it. If a father or a mother can see that, okay, the clock is ticking. I'm about to go. And they call the children. What do you think they will say? Will they say things like, "Eh, did you clean the yard today? Always remember to clean the yard. Um, Did you brush your teeth? Is that that, that the type of conversation you will have with a person when you know that you're about to, to go? Isn't it that you will think deep and hard? Because I don't have much time. And I need to say something that will stay with you. The last words. The last words of a person are usually the most important words of that person. person. We call them the will of a person. The will. Meaning, when when I'm no more, give this to this one, give this to that one, do like this, this one must do this, is the will of the person. The last word of the person. These are the last words of Jesus. After verse 20, 19, 20, 21, it's finished. He's gone. These are his last words. Matthew 28 is the last chapter. He's finishing. He's talking to his disciples for the last time. And he's giving them his last instruction. Do you think Jesus doesn't know that when he is here, Israel is under occupation by the Romans? He knows that. Do you think he doesn't know that some of them don't have food? He knows that. Do you think he doesn't know that some of them, maybe the parents, the uh, family members are sick? He knows that. He knows all those things. But that is not where his instruction is going. Look at his instruction. Go and make disciples. Just do that. Now, many people have lived to discover that it could have been better for them to obey the last instruction of a dying man. Because some people like changing other people's instructions. Yeah. I was listening to a message during the week and Bishop Doug was telling about a father who was about to die. Before this father died, he called his son. He gave his son one of the most absurd instructions I have ever heard in my whole life. The the last thing he asked his son to do or never to do was the most shocking and surprising thing I have personally heard as the last will of a person. He called his son. He said to his son, you know I'm not going to reach tonight. You know it. Here is my last instruction to you. Never marry a virgin. I'm as surprised as you. This man, the last thing he told his son, he said, never marry a virgin. 
You are asking me why? How was I there? I don't know. I don't know. I have no, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. You are, you, are, you are asking me, Pastor, why, why did he say that? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that that was his last instruction to his son. Say, my son, listen to me. I'm your father. This one, never do it. Now, when we check the background, his wife, which is the mother of this boy, kind of she was a virgin. So the things that man saw in his life, being married to this woman, when he ended his life, his only conclusion to his son was that to avoid what has happened to me all my life, my son, listen to me, I'm your father. Never marry. Now you must understand, this is a very contradicting information because people of other religions are blowing themselves up with the promise that when they die, after they put a bomb on themselves, they go to the supermarket, they blow themselves up. They kill everybody. You know why they're doing that? Do you know why people blow themselves up? Kamikaz. You know why they do that? They are promised 13 virgins in the other life. Among the things people are promised as they are blowing themselves up in the supermarket, entering a bus, blowing themselves up. They are promised 13 virgins. 13 virgins. Somebody is killing himself. Putting bombs. Go blow themselves. For 13 virgins. And another father is telling his, his son. Don't even... First question. When you see again. <laughs> first question. Are you a virgin or no? Okay, bye-bye. This is not your father giving you that instruction. So I don't know now why you are beginning to say, Aha! I always knew. I always knew. I always knew. It's not your father talking to you. I'm telling you that people don't follow the last instructions of people. Eh? They don't follow the last instructions. They don't follow the last instructions. That's why the last instruction of our leader, our savior, the one because of whom we are sitting here today. These are his last words. This is his last, like the, the sum total of everything he ever did is here. But you will be surprised. We will do everything except that. We don't think it's cool. We don't think it's important. We don't think it's worthy of our focus. I didn't just speak a verse in the Bible. I'm telling you that these are the last words of Jesus. These are his last words. They must mean something. There must be something important about these words. That's why he gave them to us. Can I tell you, church, something this morning? You know what is our problem? Our problem is not that we don't know the Bible. A lot of us, it's true, you don't even know the Bible. Like some people here, you don't know it at all. Like the story of Hannah that... LP spoke about, and some of you were hearing it for the first time. 
because you don't read the Bible. And one of the things that must happen to you this year is that you need to start reading your Bible. You need to start studying the word of God. I'll tell you the truth. A believer that reads the word will always be different from a believer that doesn't read the word of God. There will always be a difference between the two. A child of God that spends time with God will always be different from one that doesn't. Always different. I don't know what your excuse is. I don't know what your reasons are. But I can tell you this morning that not spending time with the word of God is already a big mistake. It's already a big mistake. It's already a big mistake. And I can tell you why we don't do that. Because we think we know what is in there. We think we know the Bible. I mean, this is the Bible. There's always been Bibles in this house. I know it's the Bible. It's the word of God. I go to church every Sunday. I know it is the Bible. Pastor opens the Bible. But are you reading the Bible? There's a whole difference. So here is our problem. We think just because you know something means you are doing it. That's our problem. Knowing something and doing the thing are two different things. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. You can know about prayer. But knowing about prayer and actually praying are two different things. Are two different things. And a lot of us, you are just satisfied. No, I know about prayer. I know that prayer works. I, I know, I know, I know. You can even teach on prayer. We are like that. I can give this microphone to any of you now. You will be able to say something about prayer. You will be able to. But is it true that you are actually praying? You see, that's another thing. That's another reality. Another reality. Just like we all know that the Bible is the word of God. But how many of us spend time in the Bible? That's another reality. So the deception that is in the church now is that because you know something, you think knowing it means doing it. But they are not the same. I said they are not the same. My first admonition this morning, before we even talk small about discipleship, is that people of God, we need to move from just knowing things to actually doing things. To actually doing things. James chapter 1 verse 22. Look at the word of God. Can we read together? One, two, three, let's go. Don't just listen to God's word. Every Sunday, you come and listen to the word of God. You come and sit down and hear a preacher preach and you feel good about the message. The Bible says, don't just listen to God's word, but you must do what it says. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only doing what? Fooling yourself. You are only fooling yourself. You are only fooling yourself. And most of the time, we think I'm fooling the pastor. I'm fooling my leader. No, you know the person that is being fooled in this whole equation is myself. I'm only fooling myself when I don't do the things that I'm listening and I just say, no, I know it. I know it. I know it. 
I know it. There's nothing that changes for just knowing things. No. And that's the deception. If you take the New King James or the King James, you will see what he's saying about the same verse. Look at what he says. He says, deceiving yourself. Self-deception is I know things and I think knowing things means doing things. Everybody here knows about tithing. Everybody here knows about, we know about fornication. We know about all those things. But knowing and doing is two different worlds. It's two different worlds. It's two different worlds. It's two different worlds. I heard the story of a Pentecostal pastor. They had gone to a desert for a retreat. I don't know why they went to a retreat in the desert. So they are in the desert on a retreat. The main leader is hot. People are thirsty. He takes water in the bottle. Praise God. Well, brothers and sisters, I believe if I could drink one drop of this water, I will be satisfied. And the you, you, you preach, brother. You preach that word, brother. You are speaking the truth. Brothers and sisters, I tell you the truth before God. If you were to drink one drop of this water, you will be refreshed. They say, oh yes, pastor. You are speaking the truth. Brothers and sisters, I tell you, if I was to drink just one drop of this water, I will be satisfied. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, this water is fresh. When I see this water, I feel refreshing. If I could drink just a drop of this water, I feel the water will cool me in this hot sun, in the middle of the desert. Brothers and sisters, if I could drink just one drop. As he was still speaking, he dropped dead. He dropped dead in front of everybody holding the water saying that if he drinks it he will be fine. He kept saying it but he never drank it. Eh? He was holding it. The solution was in his hand. In fact he was preaching about it. And he died for not doing it. yourself don't deceive yourself I tell you many of us eh, hey we die with the solution in our hands you keep talking about the solution you keep sharing about the solution but you are not doing the solution we are changing this morning in the name of Jesus John chapter 13 verse 17 look at this now that you know these things, you will be blessed. When? 
Oh, let's read together. One, two, three, let's go. No, replace you by I. Say, now that I know these things. Are you ready? One, two, three, let's go. I will be blessed if I do them. Knowing them doesn't make me to be blessed. I'm close to the blessing by knowing them. But the blessing is actualized in my life when I actually do. It is only when I do that I am really now blessed. Just when I'm doing. Are you, are you flowing with me? I'm showing you the word of God. This is how we are cheated. We claim things. We even talk about things. But we don't do them. We don't do them. I pray for you and myself. That we will become doers. The Bible says, do not be hearers of the word only and so deceive yourself. But be you what? Doers of the word. Can I give you a new job description? Your job description is that you are a doer. You are a, like, who are you? I am a doer of the word. I am a doer. I am a doer of the word. I do the word of God. Anything I see in the word, I ask myself, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Am I doing this? Am I doing this? You know how we are? You will be reading things you are not doing, but you just keep reading. You'll be hearing a preacher preach on things you are not doing, but you just keep hearing. No! That is how we deceive ourselves and we become Pharisees, modern day Pharisees that claim things, but they are not doing them. Jesus said these people put yokes on people and they themselves don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. More than the Pharisees and Sadducees. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Luke 6, 46. This is the Lord asking us a question this morning. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is asking you this personal question. Luke, 40, Luke 6, verse 46. One, two, three, let's go. Read. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is asking you this personal question. Jesus is asking you, why do you keep calling him Lord, Lord? But you don't do what he says. So why do you keep calling me Lord? Oh, Jesus, you are my Lord. Oh, Jesus, I love you. You are my everything. Oh, Jesus. But he says, you don't do what I say. 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 Nothing better. If I can, if you can allow me the word, nothing better uh, justifies the lordship of Jesus in your life and in my life better than our actions. Even though today we have turned the Lordship of Jesus to be a word matter. Lord, I love you. Lord, I need you. Jesus is saying, for me to be Lord is your actions. You should be able to do things that you didn't want to do. But you are doing them because I said you should do them. 
When you reach that level, Jesus, I don't like to pray, but you are saying I should pray, so I'm going to pray. Jesus, I don't like staying without a girlfriend, but you are saying I shouldn't have a girlfriend until I'm married. Because of you, Jesus, because of what you are saying, I will no more do this. Then Jesus is now your Lord. But this Lordship, where you do whatever you want, but Jesus is still your Lord. I don't understand that type of Lordship. I don't think he's your Lord. Lord means owner. Lord means owner. That's what it means. Landlord. Owner of the land. Lord means an owner. So if you say Jesus is my Lord, you say Jesus owns me. A landlord is the owner of the land. He decides what he does with the land. The land doesn't say to the landlord, no, 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 me, I don't want a double story building here. Uh, I'm not ready for that. The landlord decides what happens on the land. So the Lord of your soul should be the one to decide what happens with you. But today, I don't disagree that Jesus is your savior. But I'm not sure if he is your Lord. I, don't, I know he is your savior because you couldn't save yourself. But you say, we say, Jesus, Jesus is my Lord and my savior. You say, I believe that he is your savior. But I don't know if he is your Lord. Because for somebody to be your Lord means you do what they say. You do what they say. You do what they say. And nothing reveals the Lordship of Jesus in your life better than your actions. Your actions. The things you are doing and people are asking, why are you doing this? I'm doing this because of Jesus. Jesus? Where, where, where is Jesus? I don't see any Jesus around you. I know. He's in my heart. He's leading me. I follow his instructions. You mean you've stopped doing this because of Jesus? Yes. Wow. You see, that is what impresses people. When they can see that you've stopped doing something and there's no gun pointed at you. You are just convicted by Jesus. The word. The word. You saw what he said. And he said, but wait a minute. This has to stop. This daughter of mine, stand up. I didn't tell her, but maybe I can help you understand it better. When this daughter of mine came to church, she came with another person. They were both girls and they were in a relationship. Both of them. They had a relationship as girls. As a matter of fact, I think she's the one who invited you. So the, the person that was dating her invited, no, let's go to church. There's a church there in San City. It's a very nice church. Let's go there. So they came together. So they started sharing the word every day, every Sunday. Every Sunday, they hear me preach the word. They hear me preach the word. They hear me preach the word. They will hear the word. Then after that, they will still go home. But they kept coming. After a while, she started asking questions. Can I, it's, it looks like this thing, it, it looks like it's not supposed to be. Like when we read and what pastor is saying, it's like, no, 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 no. What is happening here? It's not right. Based on the word, 
I never met them for counseling. I never had a personal meeting with them. They decided to break up on their own. Both of them. They started coming to the same church, but as people that have broken up. The same church. They started coming. They continued coming. The other was in spiritual. She comes here. Whenever she's around, she's here. I'm saying they could have said, I oh, know that's just that's just something in the Bible, but I don't think it applies to us. I don't think it applies to us. So let's just continue flowing. No, something that was said affected something they are doing. And my daughter pulled out of it. And God had in mind for her to marry a fine man. A wonderful man. An amazing man. A hot, 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 hot. And there she was. There she was. You know when God says don't do something. You might be thinking that he doesn't like you. What you don't know, he has something better for you on the other side. He has something better for you. He is not trying to cut you off from your happiness. This is a perfect example. This is a perfect example. Same church. The brother saw her. And the brother made a step. And I came behind the brother. I said, my brother, I will push you. I will push you. Hey, I push the brother. I married them three years ago. She's a fully married woman right now. Show them your ring. Show them your ring small so they can save it. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And all of this is by the word. What God says. It was not pastor said. No, we are here. I never met them for counseling. No, 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 no. I started meeting them later. I never met them. They were just hearing the word. And the word started affecting them. So I cannot tell you, this daughter can say, Jesus is my savior and my Lord. Because he he has rearranged my life. He has changed how I live my life. There are things I used to do because of what Jesus says. I stopped doing them. He said, these people, they are saying Jesus, Jesus, but they don't do anything he says. Nothing. They don't follow him. They don't follow him at all. Maybe you are like this in the church. You come to church, you hear the word, but you don't do anything. Your life is still your life. You are in charge. You are just here because it's Sunday morning. Your father taught you to go to church, so you are coming to church. But you are not following Jesus. No, a real, a real follower of Jesus will do what Jesus is saying. You will read your Bible and your Bible will say, don't do this. And without any pastor, without any counseling, you will say from today, I'm stopping this thing. By yourself. By yourself. By yourself. By yourself. Thank you, my daughter. Put your hands together for our shepherdess. Today her life is a testimony of how God, Jesus, affected the life of a person. 
But do you know there are people, even after the pastor has come for counseling, three counseling, four counseling, after all the counseling, and the cast box, and the podcast, and the YouTube, and the personal one-on-ones, the person is saying, me, I don't understand what pastor is talking about because me, I don't see a problem in this matter. I mean, do you see a problem? No, I don't see a problem. No, let's flow, let's flow, let's flow. Or let's leave the church. Let's leave that church. I think he's, he's having a personal problem with us. Another person without counseling, just by hearing the words of Jesus, they've changed. Ask your neighbor, what is your problem? Actually, I don't understand your problem. What is your problem? What is your problem? Hmm? Hmm? No. What, ask them. I'm, I'm asking you a personal question. What is your problem? What is your problem? What is your problem? What is your problem? How many counselings? How many more messages before something simple will be obeyed? How many counselings? I'm sure you've heard the story of this student that was in the class. And the teacher said to the student, the, 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 the student was standing. I mean, the, the student was sitting. Hmm? Was he sitting or standing? I think he was. He was sitting. The student was sitting. And the teacher said to the student, stand up. The student behaved like they're not talking to him. I said, you, I'm saying stand up. He's looking at the teacher. The teacher said, if you don't stand up now, I will slap you. So reluctantly, he's standing up. Then he says to the teacher, 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 even if I'm standing up, inside, I'm sitting down. I'm still sitting down. I'm still sitting down. You are wasting your time. This is happening all the time. Your father will say to you, I don't want to see this guy in this house again, okay? This is the end of it. Yes, father. Yeah, okay, sharp. But in your heart, even if I said yes there, I'm flowing with her on WhatsApp. I'm flowing with her there. And we have a place where we meet. Your house is not the only place. We are changing. We are changing. Anybody changing, clap for Jesus. If you say, I'm changing, I'm changing. I'm changing. Matthew 7, verse 29, verse 21, NLT. Matthew 7, 21, NLT. I didn't give it to them, but you can find it for me. Let's read together. I want you to read the word. Is it okay for you to read the word of God? I want you to read the word so you can see. One, two, three, let's go. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. Only those who do what? Who actually do. That's the main emphasis. Those who 
actually do. So people will say, Lord, Lord, no, no, that's not. He said, people who actually do. If I was to ask you, if you do 10 things during the day, are there five things that you are doing just because God says so? Or you are doing things because your friends are doing them? You are doing things because that is the trend? You are the, I mean, the things you are doing, are you doing the will of God? People are going to lose heaven just because of this thing. Right there, you are having it right there. Right there. Paul was lamenting about this subject in the book of Philippians 2, verse 20 to 21, NLT. He says, I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. I have nobody like Timothy. Look at verse 22. All the others care only for themselves. Not for what matters. This is the word that hit me to the core. He says, not for what matters to Jesus Christ. There are things that matter to Jesus. There are things that matter to Jesus. Just like you and I, there are things that matter to us. There are things that when they are done, it's important to you. This verse revealed to me there are things that matter to Jesus. Do you realize that life is not all about you? (laughs) Life is not all about you. Life is not all about us. I told you last month to live your life based on just trying to please yourself is a very weak way of living your life. That everything about, everything you do is for you. And that is a very low life. There are things that matter to Jesus. And I want to ask you a question. Do you, do you care about those things that, like I'm doing this one, it's not really for me. I'm doing this for Jesus. It, it doesn't matter much to me per se, but I feel it matters to Jesus. And because Jesus matters to me, the enemies of my friends are my enemies. And the friends of my friends are my friends. Uh-huh. If something matters to Jesus, it will start mattering to me because I am friends with Jesus. Don't tell me that you are dating this sister, but you hate everybody in her, in her family. No, then you are not serious. When you love a person, you will naturally love the people around the person. When you find a woman with children, you can't say to her, hey, when I fail a baby, all the rest let them find their own fathers I wasn't there so I will not be there now no matter how much she loved you she will start questioning that love why is it that you say me fail what about my children what about my children but you know what we have done with Jesus ah Jesus you fail you see, in this whole thing, Jesus, I'm not here for what you like. I'm not here for what matters to you. I'm just here for your blood. You see, is it that your blood that <laughs> you remember that your blood you shed on the cross there? That's the main thing I'm interested. I, I don't like look, look, Jesus, don't don't bring other things. I'm here for Mahdi. 
Kemadi akoyana Kemadi akoyana Kemadi akoyana Kemadi 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 akoyana Wow I'm not here for anything. I'm just here for that Madi Jesus. That's, isn't that your Madi that you shared 2,000 years ago? I'm interested in it. Don't bring other matters. No, no, don't bring other matters to me. Don't tell me to do this. Ah, I'm not here for that. Don't tell me to do that. No, 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 no. Where is the blood, Jesus? I need some blood today. Give me a bit of blood. I'm not interested in other things. So you come to this person... Oh, you know, I like you. But don't bring this one. Don't bring this one. Leave those ones. Just you. Just you. Can we just, can we just relate just the two of us? But how can that be? You found me with these people. But you want me alone. How many houses are broken because of that thing? The man loves the woman, but he doesn't love her children. So he started mistreating the children. It happens all the time. So here we are. We love Jesus, but we don't like the things that matter to Jesus. No, 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 no. Don't bring those things, Jesus. We are not interested in those things. It's just us. Let's be honest with ourselves. How many of us are doing things just because of Jesus? Like, I love Jesus enough and I'm going to do this. It doesn't really relate to my family. It doesn't really relate to my business. But because of Jesus, because it matters to Jesus, and Jesus matters to me. Are you understanding me? Like, this thing doesn't necessarily matter to me, but it matters to somebody I love. Brother, don't tell me you love that girl. If her children don't matter to you, because her children matter to her. So if her children matter to her and you love her, immediately her children must matter to you. Immediately. Immediately. You cannot come and start saying, no, 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 you and you, go find your fathers. In fact, you are old enough. Go find yourself. You are old enough. You are old enough. I don't want you guys to look at my pension money here. I don't want you guys... And your mother doesn't want to give me children because she wants me to take care of you guys. I will not do it. Man, the things that are going on in houses, you can't believe it. You can't believe it. You can't believe it. You can't believe it. Hmm? You can't. It happens all the time. All the time. The man will even leave the house because he doesn't want to spend the money here. Everything he will check. Uh, who bought this? I hope you are not using my money to buy your children clothes now. I don't know. Use my money. My money is my money. Don't use my money for this. And you know, this man will be here, and she's a head. She's a head inside. You say you love me, but you don't love my children. You don't love my family. You don't care about my children. It hurts. So I believe it hurts Jesus. This bunch of people claim to love him. But he must never bring any request. He will be sorely disappointed. Because nobody will care about it. 
Jesus, those are your last words. You better go and fulfill them yourself. Find some people, mercenaries, pay them. If you do Matthew 28, verse 19 for you. Because as far as me, I'm concerned, I'm not here to make any disciples. I, know, I have a clear plan for my life, and discipleship is not in it. So, I'm not here to make any disciples, Jesus. Find people to make those disciples for you. I don't have that interest. It's not part of my, my plan for 2024. It's not part of it. I will come to church. There and there I can pay my tithe. I can give offering. I leave my hands in praise. But don't ask me to do many things like this, Jesus. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. In fact, that's why I left the other church. Because now they start asking for many things from me. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. You know what is shocking to me? Many times when I'm driving in the morning, I find some of these, these my young people, they have spent the whole night drinking, partying. You see them on the street. Do you know if they come to church and I ask them, let's come for an all night from 6 until 6 we are just praying and worshipping God they say no pastor is abusing us our pastor is abusing us I didn't come to church to be spending the whole night this is the same person every Friday the whole night for free they are doing it for free as soon as it is Jesus asking for it it's a problem kind of what is wrong with us that 10% Jesus is asking that you are having a lot of calculations you are giving more than 20% somewhere else. Freely. And you are still not getting anything from it. This relationship that we have with Jesus, I don't know if we value it. I don't know if we value it. We are just talking. We are just talking. Our hearts are not in it. Because Jesus cannot ask for anything that is inconveniencing from us. We will never do it. We will never do it. You find in a church like this, in a church like this, I tell you, Jesus might only have like two or three or four people. And even those ones, he must be careful how he asks. Yes. You'll be shocked. In a church like this, Jesus cannot ask all of us fast on Friday for me, for, 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 for the souls. No, 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 me, fast. Why? Why? Small blood you gave me, now you want to control my life. I mean, what, what is this? What is this? You want your blood back? I can give you your blood back. If, you, if it is because the, the small blood you gave me on the cross, I go go to there. Now you must not say, I must, I must fast. I must do this. I must pay my time. No, no, no. Please, take your blood back. No, take your blood back. Ah. Is it because I took some of your blood now, you, are, you, are, you, you want to control my life? In fact, that blood hasn't worked much. I mean, I still have a lot of problems here. I'm still waiting even for you to, to help me. Hey. That's how we are. Jesus cannot ask us to fast. But the same you, if you're about to die, you go to a shrine. The shrine says fast the whole month. You will fast. You will say, hey, I will fast. I will, I will not even eat. All of a sudden you can fast. But if Jesus says fast for souls, other people that are out there, they don't know me, I want you to pray for them. 
um, I can't do that. I can't do that. I've got diabetes. I've got, I've got, I've got some condition. <laughs> I've, got, I've got arthritis. I've got, I've got some problems. My, my stomach. Is it my stomach? My stomach. If I don't put something in the stomach, I start having ulcers. So I, I, I can't. I can't. Even the doctor, I can show you the signal. The doctors, I mustn't do something like that. You start pulling signals. My God. All the others care only for themselves. Not for what matters to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not for what matters to Jesus Christ. There are things that matter to Jesus Christ. We don't care about those things. And I don't care about those things. Tell me about things that can help me make a million rent in a week. As I close this morning, I didn't even tell you. My message this morning is the 10 qualities of a true disciple. I can't preach it because of time. You'll find it online by the grace of God. That was my message for this morning. I'm just giving you an introduction to the subject of discipleship. Discipleship is your heart. Your heart. It starts there. Let me tell you this story as I close. One day, a certain pastor died. This pastor was a white man. A white pastor. He had a very big church, a mega church. Unfortunately, he died. When he died, he went to heaven. Praise God. He made it to heaven. When he entered heaven, hey, they were welcoming him. So, Apostle Peter met him. So no, you are welcome. You'll be, you'll, be, you'll be staying that side. So once you settle in, you need to now go and check your fruit. What you have done on earth. And what... Because I get it, there's a transfer that takes place. Every time you do something, if you did the right thing, it gets transferred in heaven. Start, it goes to wait for you there. So they said to him, I think you will actually know what you've done. So please, after you settle in, there is a field on your left. It's a huge field. Your fruit is in the middle of the field. Don't go to the left. Don't go to the right. Walk straight until you reach the middle. Once you reach the middle, you find your fruit there. I said, no, thank you very much. Me, I've been a mega church pastor. The type of fruit that I'm going to find there, I don't know how many millions of years it will take me to deal with it, but let's start. The man started walking. Start walking. As he is walking, he is passing different fruits of different people on the way. And he's asking himself, ah, these are all very nice fruit. And I thought it should be mine. But I'm told that mine is in the middle. So he kept going. He walked. Ah. He can't reach the middle. Kept walking. Kept walking. Kept walking. Finally, he's at the middle. When he reached the middle, he found something small that was covered 
but very small is covered. He said, no, I don't think Peter spoke well. He said, in the middle. And look, this is the middle. And I'm seeing this small thing that is covered. So, the angel that was accompanying him, he said, is this the middle? Yeah, this is the middle. So, is this, is this what Peter was talking about? He said, yeah, that's your fruit. It's very small. Mega change pastor. This is very small. So the, the angel says to him, Don't you want to advail to see what is inside? He said, Yeah. Okay. So. Then just no, check it, check it. It's your fruit. Hey. I can't believe it. But it's just no. That's your fruit. He said, no, this cannot be. But that's your fruit. Do you know what he saw there? Okay, these people, I'm, I'm asking, do, do you do you know what he saw there? When he lifted that little cover, do you know what he saw? He saw three black people. Three. Three black people that used to attend his church when he was on earth. He was a white man. The whole church was a white church. The whole church. Mega church full of white people. There were three black people, very poor, that used to come and sit somewhere. He never cared to know their names. He never cared to know anything about them. He had no interest in them. Probably because just like all of us, he was having some racial issues. Unfortunately, that's the only thing that heaven fell can pass. The man started crying. He said, Angel, do you know if I knew that God wanted black people, I could have filled the church with black people. I mean, I could have chased all those white people and I could have filled the church with this. Only three. Only three. Only three. That's all. That's all. For all eternity. For all eternity. The only thing that could pass was those three African guys. That will come and sit at the back. And they're just there. Nobody knows them. Nobody cares for them. But I think God, God credited him those three people because he didn't chase them from the church. He let them come. Even though he never took care of them. But now he realizes that 
if I knew that this is, if I knew that this is what God wanted, oh, I was going to fill containers of black people for God. Containers. <laughs> I was going to fill a plane of black. God said, ah, you are not waking up. Is he here today? He's making a simple ins- He gives you all the clues about what can pass. And he's telling you what can pass is called disciple. Make that. Like, don't waste time. Start making. This is what passes. If I am the, the schoolmaster, and I'm telling you that to pass, study page one and page three. And you go and say, ah, no, no, no. I, I feel, I, me, I like page two. And I also enjoy page five. So I don't understand why you are saying I should say page three and page five. I, I like my own pages. Ah, you will not pass. Jesus has given us all the elements. He said, you know what? Just make it simple for yourself. Make disciples for me. If you make disciples for me, when you go to the other side, you will find it because that's what I ask you to do. You will find it there. You find it. He didn't say go make money. He could have said that. He didn't say go make husbands and wives. Go make cars. Go make disciples. Aha, uh-huh, for us, what is the disciple? Ah, me, I need money. I need a life. So you're going to get your life. By the time you go to the other side, then we are now saying go look for your fruit. Then you are walking for 55 kilometers. Then you find somebody you didn't even disciple well. You were just once in a while checking up on them. Once in a while, you will greet them. Once in a while, you will bring them to church. And they made it to heaven. And they become your only fruit. You say, You! Who you? Ah! But if I knew that this is what Jesus wanted. Man, I used to have a lot of free time. I was going to give Jesus a container of disciples. Aeroplane of disciples. Oh, that white pastor was very sad in heaven. Spent all his life feeding his beautiful congregation. And he didn't know those three guys that were just there. It is all God wanted to See, God wanted a change of his heart because God doesn't know race. So God was testing him. Will you care about them the way you care about this one? Because for me, they are all the same. But he couldn't do that. The race was standing on his way. Mm. Yeah. You see, Sis Lizelle can go to heaven tomorrow and she can have a lot of blessings in heaven. And people will be saying, ah, Mrs. Lizelle, you, you, you didn't have a church. You didn't do, you, I mean, the fact that Sister Lizelle has chosen to come and be pastored by a black man, not by force. She comes herself. She, she didn't start today. I think more than six or seven years. That she's been following this black man with all my problems faithfully 
when she is going on holidays, Pastor, I'm going on holiday. I'll be back at this time. So tomorrow, maybe God is shaking her heart. Will you submit to a black man? It might be easy for my mind for you to do because I'm a black man. But what about her? It might not be as easy. It might not be as easy. So it cannot be, that is where the fruit is going to come from. That is where the fruit is going to come from. So these things that you think is, you are doing what is easy, what is nice, what flows with you, that might not mean much. 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 I'm telling you now. I'm just, I'm just using this as an example. I'm not saying that is high risk. But based on this story of this African, this white pastor who went to heaven, he had a mega church, and all the, I mean, those people went to heaven, but they were not credited to him as his fruit. His fruit was those three black people that he didn't even give enough attention. May God help us. May God help us. Become aware of this reality. Become aware of heaven. Become aware that everything you are gathering, you will leave it here. It is only what is according to the will of God that will pass to wait for you on the other side. And we need to work more towards that. More, that's great wisdom. That's great wisdom. Young people, this year, now you understand that when your pastor says this is our year of discipleship, it means your pastor really loves you. Your pastor wants you to focus on something that will mean a lot after you leave this world. Like, it's like I've gone beyond the wisdom that is around to just don't worry about job. I'm gonna teach you how to get a job this year. I will do all those other things, but I'm telling you, at the core of this, we should be making disciples, we should be reaching to others, helping others. This thing of you coming to church alone every week, it might look easier. It is easier to do it that way. But you might not have a fruit with that. There might be nothing. There might be nothing. Christianity of convenience doesn't cost me anything. I go to church alone. I come home alone. I don't, I don't, my whole week is spent on me. I do everything for me. I don't visit anybody. I don't help anybody. I don't do anything for anybody except for me. Even I go to church, I go to church for me. Hey, my God. Wow. Wow. I'm challenging us. Let's have a change of hearts by the grace of God. Ah, there are other people out there. There are other things out there. And those things might not matter to you, but they matter to Jesus. And I want you to say, no, you know what? It doesn't matter to me. But because it matters to somebody that matters to me, then it will matter to me. Sister, I had no, I had no business preaching. It was not in my plan. Coming to Kalanyoni, doing all, it was never in my plan. You know my story. I wanted to go to Australia. I wanted to marry a white woman, live in Australia, have my, my colored kids, be happy with my life. I wanted colored kids because people laugh at my skin my whole life when I was in school. They mocked me. I didn't want anybody to mock my children. So I said, the only solution, I must find a white girl, have my, my, my colored kids, and my kids will have peace in their life. The type of trauma I saw in school where people laugh at me 
Me fearful and wonderfully made. People are making joke of it. People are making joke of it. I didn't have any business. Kalanyoni? From where? But Kalanyoni and Lidak matter to Jesus. There are souls here that matter to Jesus. And because of that, I have left my dream. I have abandoned my dream. I even resigned to come and see what I can do. Please don't be jealous of me in heaven tomorrow. Don't be angry. When Jesus is blessing me, you say, Amen. He was just every day take the microphone and start preaching. Now he's got a mention. He's got this thing. We were working. Uh-huh. Were you working for Jesus? You're working for yourself. You're working for yourself. I'm not against you being successful on earth, but I'm saying let's be successful in both ways. Be successful on earth and be successful also in eternity. Don't only be successful here. That's the problem. I want you to do well here. Even God wants you to do well here, but he wants you to do even better over there. Better there. I want you to be successful. I don't want any of you to be a stupid idiot wherever God placed you. You will not bring glory to God if you are not doing well in school, if you are not doing well in your work, wherever you are. You must be your best. Be your best wife. Be the best husband. Be the best child. Be the best everything. But also be a disciple maker. Be a person who is working for God in the midst of all of those things. Hallelujah. Let's turn on our feet this morning. And I want you to